Hey, what's going on, y'all? Uh, good evening. Welcome to Big Game Boomer Show. Hope everyone is doing well. This is episode 20 now. Um, wow. I can't believe I've already up to 20. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button for me. And uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, give us one of those five-star reviews. We always appreciate that. Um, a lot of talk out, uh, you know, nothing official about the whole realignment, uh, what's going on with the Pac-12 and ACC and all that, yada, yada. And we're, I, we're not going to talk about that tonight. There's just a bunch of, no one knows anything. Um, there's probably the, the school presidents, the legal council and the board of regents are probably the only few people that know what's going on. So we're not going to be talking about, you know, if NC state is going to the sec or, uh, if Utah is going to the, to the big 10, uh, cause, cause no one knows anything. So until something concrete happens, uh, we're going to be talking straight ball on here, uh, until, until further notice. So, um, I, tonight we're going to be talking about the, uh, about the ACC. We're going to go to the East coast. We're going to look at, uh, win totals for the Atlantic division tonight, kind of go over each team, and uh, this is part of a series we're going to do for each conference up until the start of the season. So I want to bring in um, my actual little brother who is going to be helping me with some of these episodes. Um, let me get him in here. All right. So uh, <laughs> little bro. So y'all, if you're watching now, so this is uh, his name is James Whitaker. Uh, goes by ATL Jimmy. So, James, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Happy to be part of it. Yeah, no, uh, happy to have you on. Um, just kind of like uh, old days, talking football, but, you know, instead of uh, doing it in Atlanta, we can do it on here. So, yep. it's fun. And uh, make sure to tell uh, mom and dad I said hello, and I'm sorry I don't get out there enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were, we were going to break down kind of the uh, – the ACC, I think the ACC Atlantic division is pro this year is probably one of the toughest divisions is uh, it's one of the tougher divisions in college football this year because of the quarterback play. Yeah. Um, it's got, uh, I mean, when you look at, so you got Devin Leary, Sam Hartman, Malik Cunningham, uh, Phil Yurkovic, uh, Jordan Travis. He's pretty good. Um, we, we, it, it's good. I don't know if DJ's got to got to earn it this year. Um, <laughs> someone said Syracuse will be last. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but uh, but no, it's going to be a good division. I mean, I, I rivaled up there with the Big Ten uh, East or the SEC West this year, just because I think it's loaded from top to bottom with talent. There's not really a bad team. Uh, I'd say I'd say maybe Syracuse is the closest to being bad. So, uh, so let's just start. We're going to go in alphabetical order here and, uh, just kind of, just kind of roll. And, uh, at the end, we'll kind of have some predictions here. So, uh, let's start with Boston college, the Eagles. Um, you know, last year, this is Jeff Halfley's third year, uh, in, at, at, uh, Chestnut Hill and he's 12 and 11, you, you know, last year, Phil Yurkovic, um, He's a stud, but he broke his hand against uh, UMass in like the second game of the season. So their offense was just never the same. And, you know, I feel like with him coming back this year and uh, Zay Flowers, their wide receiver coming back, uh, who's been on the show, a fan of the show, um, 
I, I, I like BC this year. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? I like him too. Like you said, your coach is a stud. Him and Zay Flowers can be really, really good together. But like you also said, he's got a, uh, he's got a came coming back from hand surgery. And so the big thing is to keep him healthy. If he's healthy, they could be good. They got, I think the win total is six and a half. And I think they, I think I would definitely take the over on that if he's healthy, but they're returning one offensive line starter. And that's not really a good recipe when you got to, when you want to keep quarterback right, I'm going to need kind of coming back to protect them. Yeah, no, the, the offensive line. So that, that one starter that is coming back did uh, actually uh, he tore his ACL Christian Mahogany. He oh, did. Really? He tore his ACL like uh, not like a month ago, maybe working yeah. out. So they don't have one uh, offensive line. Uh, no offense, no starters coming back on the offensive line. So that's my big, uh, question mark for them because I don't know if like I'm worried about your COVID because I think he's very injury prone. Um, yeah. so if, if they don't have and Boston College is traditionally known for having a good offensive line, but uh, but I don't know with with, with no starters coming back, I, they may be in trouble. Uh, they they are good at running the football. Uh, well, I guess they struggled a little bit last year. I do like uh, Patrick Garwo. Um, I think he is. It, pretty good at running back, but uh, and this, their defense is strong. Like last year, they were like third in passing defense. Um, rushing defense was a little uh, off at ninety second overall, but uh, scoring defense was thirty first. So th- they're good. They they are what I call a historically average team. It looks like every single year they go uh, like seven and five or six and six every year. I'm looking at their records right now. The last time they didn't go seven and five or six and six was in 2015. They went three and nine. Um, so, I mean, they're a tough out. I mean, I think Jeff Halfley's doing a good job. He did bring in a new uh, offensive coordinator uh, from, uh, from Notre Dame. He was a tight end coach, uh, John McNulty. So I don't know. And they, they're, they're going to have a great uh, secondary this year um, with Josh DeBerry and uh, Jaden would be coming back. Uh, they'll be strong, but so yeah, we're talking win totals here. So six and a half is there is is what Vegas has them at, right? Yeah, yeah. So let me put the schedule. Over thirty-five to one to win the SEC. SEC, ACC. So 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 let's see here. So we've got their we've got their schedule up here on the screen. Um, so they've got Rutgers, Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. Um, Maine, Florida State, Louisville, Clemson, Wake Forest at UConn, Duke at NC State at Notre Dame. See, they they have to play Notre Dame, um, so that's going to be tough. That that stretch at the they got to play Notre Dame or NC State and at Notre Dame. Uh, the and last they got Clemson two. and Wake back to back too. Yeah, so it's going to be tough. Um, I just I see them as a middle of the road. Um, ACC school with, uh, you know, with that, that could make some upsets. I know having Clemson at home on October 8th, I wonder if that's their bandana game because I, I know that's a big one. Uh, yeah, the crowd usually gets pumped up for. Um, but you know, we'll see. So, I, I've currently got them at seven and five and going four and four, uh, in the ACC. And uh, those wins are so Rutgers. I've got them beating Virginia at Virginia Tech, Maine, Louisville, UConn, and Duke. And I've got them losing to Florida State, Clemson, 
Wake Forest, NC State, and Notre Dame. So I don't know. What, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I I would probably lean towards the under of six and a half, just with the just with the injury question marks, the offensive line question marks, and the schedule is, I mean, especially for Boston College, is kind of a gauntlet. They've got they face seven defenses that are projected to finish in the top forty-five by the end of the year, and with just that lack of offensive line depth or camaraderie that they're naturally going to have, and then the question marks if your coach can stay healthy. But like you said, though, if if your coach is healthy, him and Zay Flowers are both talented enough to be able to pull off an upset or two. So I think Vegas is right on point with a six and a half number, but I would lean towards the under just off strength of schedule. And bringing in a new offense, new offensive coordinator, like we've mentioned a couple of times with the injury questions and offensive line. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think they'll be seven and five or six and six, uh, definitely. And so that's middle of the road. Uh, let's see here. Someone said, I personally think they'll be garbage. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So we're, we're, we're kind of, I guess, a little but uh, I'm high on them. You're low. All right. So let's, let's move, let's move on to, to Clemson here. Um, Clemson's, you know, last year they had, they went 10 and three, um, which is a pretty dang good season for most schools. And everyone's saying Clemson's down Clemson, the dynasty's over with Dabo. Um, well, so, so let's focus here. So, so Clemson is going to have probably the best defense, definitely the best defensive line. In the country. Do you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Going to be so, deep and talented. Yeah. And so, you know, Dabo, I, I thought that losing Venables and losing Tony Elliott was going to be a huge – I thought it was going to hurt them in recruiting, but they're actually absolutely killing it right now in recruiting. So they're doing well recruiting right now. They just stole a guy out of Nick Saban's backyard. He's not happy about it. And uh, so so they're doing well in that. But I'm really interested to see when the, the game – when the you know, the clock starts, how are they going to do, you know, under pressure actually playing football games? Yeah. And so, I don't know, the Vegas win totals 10 and a half. That's awful high for me. And I've seen so many people saying, Hey, they're going to win, you know, make it back to the play college football playoff. I'm sorry. If DJ Uyungle does not step it up, does not play better. They're not making the college football playoff. I, I mean, if you're, if, if, so they open against Georgia Tech. Like mm-hmm. if if you if you are if that game is like a one score game in the third quarter and like it's just like nine to three or something, then you, you're gonna know Clemson is gonna have some issues. I don't know. What are your thoughts? No, I agree. I mean, I, it all really I mean it comes down to that, just the quarterback play, just because with the defense, it, I mean it'll be similar to last year too. The defense that good. You've got. You don't even need great quarterback play. You don't need a Deshaun Watson or a Trevor Lawrence to come in and win you games. You need just a guy who can move the ball, not make stupid mistakes, and not. And I mean, the way DJ takes sacks, the way I saw a stat: thirty-four percent of his passes last year were uncatchable. I mean, that's that's not even incomplete, uncatchable. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's play action. That's quick game. That's I mean everything, and he's. Apparently he slimmed down and he was fighting a knee injury last year that's gotten healthy. So I mean, you never know. Like like I told you before the show, he if he has a great year this year, he could be a top five pick, or he could make it one game into the transfer portal and be playing at Florida Atlantic by the end of the year. And so 
it's just such a question mark on that side. But around it, I mean, just like the defense, offensive line, the I mean, I know the offensive line last year had eight different starting lineups. And that yeah. with a tree like that with DJ back there, that definitely doesn't help. So it, But they I mean, didn't have a they didn't have a backup last year. Last year they've got or this year they've got uh what's his uh Cade Klubnik, yeah, who is highly regarded. Um so if if things for D, I I think that that Klubnik kid is going to be starting by the NC State game. That's just yeah. my that is my that that that's my guess. Uh, so that game's on October first. So that's like the by the fifth game. Uh, maybe he may have even started for the Wake Forest game. Right. So because uh, Dabo, games. yeah, got Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech to start the year. So Let me pull up their schedule. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech, they should win. Furman, they right. should win. Louisiana Tech at Wake Forest. That'll be interesting. They've seemed to have Wake Forest's number. Um, yeah. Defense defense travels, though. Um, I, I really like NC State against to beat Clemson in Death Valley. Uh, go ahead and just, uh, quote that because I think it's going to happen. Um, Boston College, that'll be a tough game. I think they lose. I, I think they lose one of these two games on the road here between Boston College and at Florida State. Um I, I, I think if, if they're struggling offensively, I, I think that they could lose either one of those. They should beat Syracuse. Um, I've got them losing to Notre Dame, another tough uh, environment to go into in South Bend. Yeah. And then I've got them beating – yeah, and then I've got them beating Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. So I've got them at 9-3 and three right now. So I, I, I'm – if like if – so 10.5 is the win total. I am hammering that under. But but I know you're high on the Tigers, so so you like them winning more than ten and a half games. Like I said, ten and a half is very very high, and so I mean it's it's just it comes down to the quarterback. I think either I think they and obviously they would if they hit eleven wins, they'll probably be in the college football playoff. But I mean it's really tough to say. But I think just with Club Nick kind of made, either a stepping in and playing well, or I mean I think it was pretty clearly DJ just he had a great two games. And almost just enjoyed being a college kid, a stud that gets to just be the man without having to do anything for a year and a half. And then came in lazy, not working hard, and just wasn't ready to be the full-time starter. And so maybe with a little bit of competition, either Club Nick steps up and or DJ picks it up. But I would, I think they'll kind of get back to Clemson ways and end up winning the ACC. And I, I would take the over if I had to. Okay. All right. I disagree, but uh, you know that's what we're what we can. Do. It's okay to disagree. Um, you know, one thing Dabo has kind of learned because uh, when I remember when Deshaun Watson first got to Clemson, he kept Cole Stout in for way too long than he should have been playing, and yeah. I, I remember because because of loyalty, Dabo is a loyal guy. Um, so he and then the same thing happened with Kelly Bryant. Um, he he kind of seemed like he learned from that. And, a little quicker that time. Yeah, he he pulled Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant did start the season, but they eventually started uh, Trevor Lawrence, and Kelly Bryant transferred. I really wonder if that's what's going to happen here. If if uh, you know, like after three or four games, he does get he does get benched for uh, Klubnik, um, just because I I've heard nothing but good things about Klubnik. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to another very big brand in the ACC that hasn't been really carrying their weight, um, the Florida State Seminoles. Now, this is a team back when me and you were kids that was 
God, they were a just absolute juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they own Clemson. Um, I mean, how many games did we go to in Death Valley where Florida State just spank them? A lot. Um, and it's just – it's now it's just like I look at Nebraska and Florida State, I'm like, what the hell happened to them? Um, and they did win a national championship back in like 2013, I guess. Yep. Um, Jimbo. So um, I don't know. Let, let, let's look. So they did go. Uh, so they went five and seven last year. Uh, Jay Norvell, he's in his, or Jay, I get Mike Norvell and Jay Norvell mixed up. Mike Norvell is in his thir- uh, third year now. He's eight and 13 in the last uh, two years. Um, this year, I, I feel like I don't think he's on the hot seat because I think that Florida State's still just paying their coaches a ton of money uh, in buyouts so they can't afford to fire him. Um, but don't go two and 10 or four, you know, four and eight. Um, I think they need to at least make a bowl game this year. Um, yeah. cause it's just crazy how far they've fallen. I don't know the Vegas win tolls at six and a half, which I think it's about kind of right at, I mean, that's kind of what you expect going into this year. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Florida state? I mean, I think similar. I think the same thing. I think the expectation for the six and a half wins, I think that's huge for Norvell and, I, I mean, I don't know. I know the BGB might not have him on his list as technically on the hot seat, but I think if he if he doesn't hit that six and a half over, I would guess he might. It definitely is getting hot. So I don't really know how to put it. They've gotten a lot of transfer portal. They've um, he's definitely upgraded the wide receiver room through the transfer portal. And um, yeah, they're high on that Micah Pittman. Yeah, they're more than Pittman. And Norvell's offense, he really relies on guys being able to win one on one matchups. And last year, he didn't have really a single guy to win the, a one-on-one matchup, especially a receiver. I think they're, they're, the, most of their uh, receptions and productivity came out of the backfield. I think the average, all but one receiver averaged less than 1.3 yards per route, which, I mean, you can't push the ball down the field with your receivers with no one to really threaten deep. And it allows you to crop the box. It just gives you all types of issues. And... Um, so, I mean, maybe if they've upgraded that receiving room and they have, I think their whole line's returning. And yeah, their offensive line was like a bunch of freshmen last year. Yeah, so. so you got depth. I mean, he's kind of, I think Norvell's one of those situations. He's turning it in the right direction, but it's FSU. Like you said, it's a big brand. If he can't get them to, it's so he's it's a tougher task than if it was just kind of a random school that he's starting to do well. He, you know, he almost, his expectations are higher and, it's a lot – the fans are a lot harder on them. So I, I think that they're probably going to go – I think they're going to go over the six and a half. And that LS, yeah. LSU game is huge for them, I think. Yeah, let's pull up the schedule here. And I, I do agree. I, I think that – that uh, I, I think they do get to a bowl game this year. They play in week zero. I don't even know how to pronounce that school. Is it du- Duquesne? Yeah. I, I, I think it's Duquesne, right? Duquesne, yeah. Sorry out there, uh, Duquesne. But, yeah, so that, that so week one is that LSU game, which I don't think LSU is going to be any good this year. But I think just the stage of that game, it's the Sunday night um, game of uh, on Memorial Day weekend. It's in New Orleans. It's a, I mean, it's a home game for LSU. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be a really tough, uh, tough game to win. So I've got them losing that game to LSU. But then they go and play at Louisville, uh, Boston College. I think those are wins. I've got them losing the Wake Forest, um, losing to NC State. I do have them beating Clemson at home. And I think that uh, it just the environment will be insane uh, down in Tallahassee. And I, I also think that Jordan Tra- uh, yeah, Jordan Travis's kind of ability 
uh, as a dual threat quarterback will kind of keep the defense on their heels yeah. uh, to, to give them a chance to pull the upset. Cause that game was close last year. And then they, uh, Georgia Tech, that's a win. Georgia Tech's just going to be horrible. That's almost a win for everybody that plays them. Then I think they go down to Miami and lose to the Hurricanes. And then I think they win their last three against uh, Syracuse, Louisiana, and then beat the Gators. Um, yeah, so Florida? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think Florida's going to be that good this year. I'm actually going on a podcast, Florida podcast, uh, on Wednesday night to talk about it. But uh, I don't know. So, so I, we've both got them going over six and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think mean, he needs to, and I think they, I think they've got enough talent, enough direction, and like I said, I think he's doing good. Just the FSU expectations kind of hold is what seems like he's not doing as well as he actually is. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a big brand. You've seen I posted like what school is a bigger brand, like Miami and or. Florida State and golly, the arguments that started from that tweet between Hurricane yeah. fans and Seminoles was just crazy. Let's see what's going on in the chat. See if anyone's someone said, "Eh, I don't know about Florida State beating Clemson at home." We will see, Cyclone fanatic. We will see. All right, uh, what's the next school? We got Louisville, the Cardinals. Now this is a team that, like, I think they have a high ceiling and a low floor. Um. Vegas win total six and a half. Uh, they went six and seven last year. I just feel like ever since they hired Scott Satterfield, like ever since he like kind of was flirting with the South Carolina job, he almost went there before Gamecocks hired Beamer. It just seems like that uh, it's just, it's, it's an odd fit uh, to me. Malik Cunningham is like Lamar Jackson 2.0. Um, they got, uh, a good running back, Tion Evans uh, from the transfer portal from Tennessee. Jalen Mitchell, I think, is pretty good. Uh, Marshawn Ford is a great tight end, um, one of the best in the game. But I don't know. My biggest problem for them is they have no wide receivers to throw the football to. Like, no wide receivers. Uh, their best wide receiver transferred. I think he transferred to Alabama. Alabama poached him. Um, and the defense was, is, is all right. Um, kind of – Middle road, they get a lot of the guys coming back. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm kind of indifferent. I've got them. Uh, we'll look at the schedule here. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So Louisville, I saw they had a their their win total was at five and a half, and now it's been pushed back to six and a half. And okay. I think, I mean, that's kind of where I would be. If it was a five and a half, I would love the over because I think they've got a good enough team. I think Malik Cunningham's a good enough athlete to win you some games. They're a team that I'm going to love. If you're a gambling man against the spread, probably all year. I think they're going to get some good lines, and they've got a tough schedule, and I really think they'll have good value all year. Malik Cunningham's the kind of quarterback that can keep you in, and he's electric. He can make plays. And just with all that around them, I think six and a half is kind of where it gets tough. Like I said, five and a half, I would love the over. But I think they'll be competitive in most of their games. Yeah, I mean, a lot of their games, I'm just looking at their schedule Their schedule from last year. I mean, um, they got smoked by Kentucky, 52-21, to 21, which, I mean, uh, you can't if, – if you're Scott Satterfield, you can't afford that to happen. You can't get blown yeah. out by Kentucky. Um, but, well, yeah, I mean, their schedule, let's pull it up here. It is – got to go at Syracuse week one, at UCF. Uh, those are two tough games. I mean, going yeah. to the Carrier Dome and easy. Um so, and then you got to play Florida State. I just think 
not having wide receivers that are dependable um, are going to force Malik Cunningham to leave the pocket early and to run and try and, you know, get 1500 yards in receiving, but, or excuse me, in rushing, but like in the end, it may hurt the offense. So I, I, I think that they have to find some sort of strength in the receivers to, to be able to do anything um, on offense. They'll be good. I mean, I've got them right now going five and seven and then two and six in the ACC. I just think that the receiver issue is going to be a big deal. So you yeah. said you said you you got them around six and a half wins. I would say, like I said, over, I would say six to seven wins would be my guess. And but I think that they'll be competitive enough in each game. And with that, I would take the over six and a half. So I, I like Louisville this year. I think they, I think they can, I think they can be competitive. I don't know how good they'll be at the end of the year, wins and losses. But um, Malik Cunningham, I, I I just really like the kid, and he's he, he's good enough to keep you in games and. If you're in enough games, you're eventually going to win some of them. Yeah, they you know they have actually never won at Clemson. I didn't I didn't realize that until I was looking into this. That, remember that crazy game with Lamar Jackson? Lamar, yeah, when the guy went out of bounds. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. Yeah, and uh, they had the Death Valley this year, and I they got to play at Kentucky, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, they go two two UCF, two Clemson, and two Kentucky. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, someone said, "My brother Malik gone ball. Best believe." <laughs> is that Zach Cunningham? Is that Malik's brother? <laughs> I think so. Actually, I don't know. That's cool. I like Malik. I think he's a baller for sure. All right, uh, next school, NC State. The Wolfpack are getting a lot of hype this off season. I wonder where that's coming from. Uh, I don't know if you're on. You got a lot of. Didn't you get a lot of crap for giving him a lot of hype coming out of the last year? Yeah, I, I, so I put them I, – I did my college football playoff way earlier than probably any people out there would start doing their stuff. And then it's funny, like, you start seeing, like, major writers and outlets saying they've got NC State in the playoffs. So I, I think I, I will – I don't take credit for much, but I, I, if they do make the playoff, I, I, I will kind of raise my hand and say, hey, um, I, I, I had these guys in the playoff back in June and nobody else did. So this NC State team, I really like this NC State team. I like Devin Leary. Um, the whole defense returns. The whole defense yeah. um, basically returns. Um, they have the strong – like you, I said that uh, that Clemson has the best defensive line. Well, I think that NC State has the best linebacker group probably in the country with Drake Thomas, Peyton Wilson, and Isaiah Moore. Um Big fan of those guys. Strong secondary. So to me, when I look at the ACC, they are the most balanced team in the ACC. And that's why I like them to probably go undefeated, maybe lose one game. Um, they, My biggest problem with them is if they're 7-0 or 8-0 in October and that pressure starts building up, are they going to just lay an egg against uh, – let's pull up their schedule here. Uh, Virginia Tech. On a Thursday night in uh, at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, that game's going to be crazy, uh, yeah. regardless of Virginia Tech's uh, – what their record is. So are they going to lay an egg there? We used to make fun of Clemson 
all the time saying before, you know, Dabo really got things running that they're Clemsoning. I don't know what the word for NC State is, but this is, I could see them laying an egg somewhere. Because you know, you played college football. You know it's hard to show up the exact same with that same kind of intensity every single game. Um, I think somewhere along the line they, or excuse me, they actually play Virginia Tech at at home. So that won't yeah. be as tough as going to Lane Stadium. That might be more um, so for them. Yeah. So I don't know. The the Vegas win total, I believe, is eight and a half. So so I am putting all of my money in NC State. What 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 do you think about the Wolfpack? No, I mean I I the eight and a half over, I definitely like that. Um on paper they they're sound. They've got a ton of returners on defense. They've got a a great quarterback returning. They've got a head coach that's been there for what? Now how many years? Nine years. Like he's he's really kind of implementing his program. But like you kind of mentioned, when Clemson was trying to break through, they're at that level. They, I could see them. I like the Virginia Tech game at home. If they're seven and zero, eight and zero going into that game, that is extremely dangerous for NC State because, like you said, just the pressure can amount to them, and they. It like the, the NC State's NC State. They can they can drop a game like that, but I mean, if they're gonna overcome all that, this would be the year. I mean, they've got, I mean, they've got a great team coming back. They've they've benefited from the extra COVID year. I think they have three or four guys that are able to come back using that extra COVID year. Yeah, that's huge for them. The one thing that I don't love about NC State is Doran just being a defensive guy. I wish he would trust Leary a little more. I mean, I think. I don't have the exact statistics, but they, he doesn't go for it on fourth down much. With I, NC State was extremely efficient once they crossed the 50, and he still would punt it in that 50 to 35 kind of dead zone where if you've got a quarterback like Devin Leary, just kind of let him get you out of those situations. But yeah, that would be the that would be the one thing I would say to them that just either the NC State kind of breaking through that barrier and also. Dorn getting a little more aggressive and going for it, but I would definitely take their over at eight and a half. And I think I, I, I still would pick Clemson over anyone to win the conference, but also I think eight to one for NC state to win the ACC is really good value. Yeah. I, the, like that, when I saw that line that it's eight and a half, I was like, I'm not really much of a gambler, but like sign me up for that because I think yeah. they're going to go way over that October 1st uh, is when they play in death Valley. We should definitely maybe look at going to that game. They don't have uh, too tough of a schedule either. I mean, they've got, they go to Clemson obviously, but even if, if you're looking at the eight and a half win total, that's okay. Even if they drop that, they have Florida state at home, Virginia tech at home, Boston college, wake forest at home. And then they end the year going to Louisville and to North Carolina, which could be tough ways to finish with on the road at arrival and on the road at Louisville. But I, I think eight and a half would be a great bet. Yeah, Wake Forest has been a huge hamstring for them. Uh, and then I could see you – Before Wake even got good. Yeah, and, and UNC, at UNC, if they're, like, undefeated going into that game, I could see that being wild. But, yeah, you're right. I, I, I definitely like the over here. And if – I can just imagine, like, if they are, like, let's say, like, number four going into the first week of the college football playoff rankings – Whatever game they play after that is going to be the game where I'm like, okay, how are they going to handle the pressure? Because I yeah. think that they will – well, for sure. The people in Raleigh are already freaking out about it. So, uh, No, I'm sure. Let's see. Someone said Vegas had 
NC State, us, at six last year. They've been undervaluing the program for a couple years now. I agree. Some teams do not get much respect uh, just based on historical. Like OU, I, I don't know how good they're going to be, but I haven't looked at their over-under, but I'm sure Vegas is high on them. Um, so Vegas tends to favor the traditional programs. NC right, State move. was the ACC since 1979. Yeah, I don't think they've ever won 10 games. I think last year they would have won, but uh, but that or would have won 10 games, but they had their bowl game canceled. Right. Which they're still ticked off about that. I think they won 10 with Phillip Rivers one year. I feel yeah, like they, they might have back when, when Rivers was there. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Uh, so we got two more schools here. So we got uh, Syracuse, which, you know, let's, let's talk a little Syracuse football. The best thing about Syracuse football is Sean Tucker's post-game tweets after the game. Uh, boom. That's the best thing about Syracuse football. Love seeing those tweets uh, from Sean Tucker. Um, but, no, they bring in a new offensive coordinator, Robert Anai, from Virginia, um, who, if you watched Virginia, they had a great offense last year with Brennan Armstrong. But Garrett Schrader is very different from Brennan Armstrong. Uh, total different set of uh, skills. Um if you watch uh, Syracuse last year, I mean, they, they were competitive. Their offense was good. Um, it was effective. I mean, they, they were they were good at running the football. They were just – they could not throw the ball at all. I think they were – yeah, they're ninth uh, – what? In passing – yeah, they, they were not good at passing uh, at all. And uh, defense was, was, was fairly strong, um, but – I don't know. The, the Vegas uh, win total is four and a half. They went five and seven last year. What, what are your thoughts on Syracuse? Uh, I mean, four and a half was <laughs> about <laughs> all I know about them. They, uh, I mean, I think they could could maybe get to it. They've got a couple games on their schedule, but I would probably have to take the under. It's just kind of seeming like one of those years where they, they had a couple good years a couple years ago, but now they've kind of just been declining, 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 and they kind of seem poised to have a pretty bad year eventually. So, I mean, five and seven is not horrible, but um, I don't see too many winnable games on this uh, schedule. I've got, yeah, this schedule is absolutely is a gauntlet. I mean, you got to, so Louisville, and we've talked about them. Purdue is going to be good. Uh, We'll talk about them in a future big 10 episode, Virginia. uh, They'll, I mean, they'll be all right. Decent offense, but then this is look at this gauntlet. You got to go NC state, then you got to go at Clemson. Then Notre Dame comes to the Carrier Dome. Then you got to go at Pittsburgh, and then Florida State. I mean, and then at Wake Forest and Boston College. I've got them going uh, three and nine. I, yeah. I, I think this may be the last year for Dino Baber, Dino, Dino Babers uh, up there. Um, I just all good things must come to an, to an end. Unfortunately, realistically, they've got to probably get to it. If they're going to hit the over, they have to have four wins going into that. NC State game and then steal one down that stretch of that last what six seven eight games yeah because I mean that's it if they don't get four if they don't have four going into the NC State game there's no way it hits yeah no they they they've, they've got to figure out how to throw the ball because I mean they were 121st last year in passing but but new offensive coordinator we'll see how it how it all lines up um all right let's go to uh, Wake Forest last school here. So Wake last year was kind of came out of nowhere. Um, they were uh, let me get the Syracuse screen off there. 
That, I mean, that, Sam Hartman, I think, is an absolute stud. I think him and Leary go hand-in-hand hand for the best quarterback in the ACC. Um, I think Hartman is a little better at the deep ball, a little more accurate. But um, their Wake Forest's problem is just they haven't had any defense. Um, like, I remember like I was watching Army play Wake Forest last year, and they were like – Army, like, put up, like, 60 points on them or something. Oh, they, couldn't, they couldn't stop the run at yeah. all. Yeah, so they were terrible – Terrible against the run. Yeah, 111th in rushing. Uh, they brought in a new coordinator from Purdue, um, Brad Lambert, uh, to, to head up the defense. I don't think you're going to see a night and, night and day change. Uh, I think they'll still struggle on defense. The biggest question mark for me with with uh, with Wake Forest is that you lost uh, Ja'Cory Roberson, who was uh, a star receiver, had over 1,000 yards. Um, so you lose him. You still have A.T. Perry. But who's going to replace that production uh, for for Wake Forest? I've heard that it's going to be uh, God. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I think it is. Uh, oh gosh, uh, more no Taylor Morin uh, is the name. Yeah, I, I've heard they're they're high on him. He did. Let me look at the stats real quick. He had 621 yards last year, five TDs. So that is that is pretty good. Um, I've heard he's going to step up this year. But uh, what are your thoughts on Wake? What's the what's the over under on them? Is that they're eight and a half as well? Eight and a half. Okay. And they're, they're another kind of good value pick. I think sixteen to one to win the ACC is not a bad take. Um, the over under is tough. I think, like you said, Sam Hartman's a stud. He only needs I think thirty five touchdowns to pass Taj Boyd's record. And then uh, I think Green and Perry could be probably the best one two punch in the ACC as receiver. Um. I mean, I, I think they could be really, really good. The question is just kind of the defense. If you can't stop the run at any level of football, really, it just makes it so easy to dominate you, control the game. So that's just a must for them. They've really got to pick that up. And if they can figure that out, I mean, I think they could be dangerous. And they've got a pretty favorable schedule, as you can see up there. I mean, they've got basically three kind of tune-up games and against Clemson. Then after Clemson, they really don't play another team with probably a projected winning record until NC State. So yeah. get it rolling. But I mean, I would I would take the over at eight and a half. Yeah, no, I've got them at ten and two this year. Um, I'm with two losses coming to Clemson and then uh, at NC State. Those are those are my two L's for Wake Forest. They've got a yeah. pretty easy non-conference schedule, like. Right. I'm about to rank the easiest non-conference schedules, so watch out for that uh, on Twitter in the next couple of days. But yeah, look at VMI at Vanderbilt. I mean, should Vanderbilt even have a football team at this point? Uh, Liberty uh, Army. I mean, come on, the, these uh, Power Five schools need to have tougher schedules than this. Army will be tough. Um, they still can't stop the run. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think they put up like 70 points on Army last year. Let me see it. They, yeah, that game was crazy last year. Yes, they, they won 70 to 56 in a shootout against Army. Yeah. So their win yeah. total was at nine until um that the under on that got pretty hit pretty hard and now it's down to eight and a half. So yeah. I think um I think kind of the big betters are betting on uh, that defense did not really pick it up. And also the offense was so good last year, made up for a lot of the defense really not being able to stop the run. And a lot of that came from the offense scoring so quickly and moving so quickly. But if the offense digresses a little bit, could the defense really has to pick it up at 
least to be below average. Yeah. Yep. We agree with you, Scotty B. Wake Forest has to improve the defense in order to win the division. Yep. Can agree. All right. So that's kind of the rundown of the schools uh, in that division. So for me, I've got NC State one, Clemson two, Wake Forest three, Florida State four, Boston College five, Louisville six, Syracuse seven. That is uh, my uh, that's my predictions for this conference. What, what do you think? I've got pretty much the same, except I got Clemson winning it, then NC State, Wake Forest, and then I actually have Louisville finishing fourth, and then uh, FSU, BC, and Syracuse. Okay. I'm not so sure all that matches up with my over/under predictions, but maybe that's similar. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that that Clemson game, I cannot wait for it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And I love how it's so early too. So both teams kind of, even if NC State wins it, then it has the pressure on them the rest of the year. And it'll be yeah, I, yeah, I'd like to see NC State win. It's tough to win in Death Valley, but uh, hopefully the fans show up for that game uh, down there. It'll be fun. All right, so that is our rundown of the uh, ACC Atlantic Division. We are going to be doing this, I guess, what once a week do this um i'll be doing a couple interviews throughout the week in the evenings but uh we'll be doing these kind of uh kind of predictions here throughout the throughout the for the rest of the uh summer before the season starts so next week we'll do the uh acc coastal division which is that that, that division is uh kind of a it's kind of a mess it's not as near competitive as this division so but uh you know give us that give us that subscribe uh hit that subscribe button and uh you know, I'll post this tomorrow uh, so you can listen to it on uh, Apple and Spotify. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Hope everyone has a great week. We'll see y'all later. Yep.